adventure has a name. It must be Indiana Jones. From Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Indiana Jones. And I said, well, you know what? I've always wanted to direct a James Bond picture. And George, so I, I got that beat. I said, what do you mean? He said, I, I have a better idea. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so I sat down and kind of told him a story about this archaeologist and how it was like a Saturday matinee serial, and you got in one mess after another, and he just said, fantastic, let's do this. We love Indiana Jones because we love movies. The joy of those adventures. We love the cause and effect, the tripwire of events. All these pieces fit together to make the lightning in a bottle of an Indiana Jones film. Indy! fans and students at Marshall College. Welcome to episode number 361 of Blast Points this is Jason. And this is Gabe. It's finally Indie Month. It is June 2023, the month of Indiana Jones. The kickoff of Indie Month here leading up to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm not, I'm barely keeping it together. I'm just going to be honest. No surprise, this month might be the end of me. Because, yeah, we're literally recording this. It is the very, very absolute beginning of the month of June, and it's already super intense. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on. Disney Plus, so much young indie stuff to watch. The Theater by Me had Crystal Skull in the theater. The same day that all the Disney Plus stuff came out, that was a lot. And there's so much more even coming this month. 
And yeah, we're literally on the first day and it's already overwhelming. 2021, all through 2021, we did Indie Year, where we did the an episode the it was up the last week of every month was an Indiana Jones themed episode and that was all well and good and fun and we were like hey we're talking about Indiana Jones and this is great we're reposting a ton of those episodes all during this month too but this is like a different level this is like there's Indiana Jones figures on the shelves yeah Disney Plus you can watch Temple of Doom King of the Crystal Skull random episodes of Young Indy anytime you want Everybody that can be making Indiana Jones stuff is making Indiana Jones stuff. So there's just not just toys. There's like what? Well, there's necklaces. There's jewelry. There's home decor. There's everything. It's it's like a little mini Phantom Menace party for Indy. We're just hey, Indy's Indy's back. It's been so long. Let's just make as much Indy stuff as we can. I'm just really really trying to keep it cool i'm trying to keep everything under wraps and keep functioning as like a human being but it's really hard like i've just been listening to like indie soundtracks nonstop, and every once in a while i'll think like i gotta like listen to like like if i'm just listening to music i gotta like listen to just like normal like my normal music something that isn't like an Indiana Jones soundtrack, but I keep going back to it and I'll just listen to like anything goes over and over again. I'm watching tons of like behind the scenes, like old making ofs and stuff. Gabe, you know that my indie fever has been, it's always like at a, like a, you should go to the doctor level, but right now, and I knew this would happen in June, 2023, a year ago when we were at Celebration Anaheim and they told us the date on stage with Harrison Ford, I was just like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Like, what is what does this mean for next summer? And here we are. And what does this mean? I don't know where I it's 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 at a crisis point. Last year, it was like the doctor came out and said, I'm sorry, you have indie fever and you only have 12 months left to live. Yeah. And basically, you've been you know living your life to the fullest because you're now in the last four weeks of your life. <laughs> you may you may not make it to July. No, no, it's like June. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's like June June thirtieth, whatever. That's the end. Like any any anything past that, I'm not even. That's far away. I'm not even thinking about any of that. It's so crazy. They keep put, coming out with like a new Dial of Destiny poster, like every day or so. Every day, it's like more Dial of Destiny stuff, and it's like the the movie isn't even coming out for like a hot minute. I don't know. It's crazy. It really is. Because even thinking back, like Crystal Skull's really old at this point. <laughs> right? Like it's been a long time since Crystal Skull. Fifteen years. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, so that was like, yeah, go into the theater. Hey, look, let's go watch this old movie, Kingdom in the Crystal Skull, <laughs> which most of the people at the theater were older than me. So what does that tell you? I don't know, but it's a good time. It's it's a crisis point for me. It's I'm just doing everything I can to keep functioning like a normal human being. Thankfully, when this episode comes out later this week, I'm going to see Taylor Swift, which is going to be a great like 
break in Indiana Jones madness, but am I just going to be thinking about Indiana Jones all during the Taylor Swift concert? I don't know. Maybe. People ask you how the concert was. You're like, I don't even remember. I was just thinking about Dial of Destiny. <laughs> when she does like reputation era songs, there are going to be snakes that come out on the big screen. No one else will see the snakes, but you'll see the snakes. <laughs> I'm just going to be thinking about the big snake and uh, the Indiana Jones adventure in Disneyland coming out. Well, it's, you know, you got indie fever when you have to go to an insane Taylor Swift concert to maybe get your mind off of it. <laughs> like, that's the only thing big enough to get your mind off your indie fever is, you know, a ginormous concert. That's about it. I've just got to keep it together. I've got to act like a normal human being as much as I can. I'm I'm really glad we're doing Indie Month because I wouldn't be able to do anything else. And this is this doing Indie Month here. I think this this is going to save us, going to save our acting like normal human beings because this is just just going to be a place to let it out. Just let the Indiana Jones madness out. Well, and it was nice of uh, Disney and Lucasfilm to you know at least give us a month off of something Star Wars too, so we can. <laughs> <laughs> at least just somewhat focus on one thing and not completely go insane. But then we're going to we're going to wake up from our indie coma through July and then we're going to be right back into it with Ahsoka, so. Right, so if we, if if July kills us dead, we just have to be back alive by August. So that's not that's not so bad. We can stay dead for a month. But it's, listen, this is so exciting, right? Because I've been going back and I've been listening to a bunch of our old Indie Year episodes from 2021. And in a lot of those episodes, we talk about Indie 5, like, supposedly it's going to happen one day. That's going to be crazy. And like I said in the beginning, here we are. It's coming. Like, we've seen, like, we went to go see a re-release of Return of the Jedi and a trailer for Indiana Jones 5 played before it. Like, we are in blessed times. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, before Crystal Skull, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but they played the Spanish trailer for Dial of Destiny. Oh, my which, goodness. Which is, all, which is all in English, but it just has subtitles in Spanish. And then whenever there's text, you know, where it's like, you know, coming this, I can't remember what the text says in the trailer. Like, that was all in Spanish. But everything else was in English. It was kind of strange. But also kind of beautiful. I love that. You know, maybe it was in honor of, of Crystal Skull being in South America. They were like, we're going to show the Spanish trailer for Dial of Destiny. We're doomed. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much what's going on. <laughs> Listen, though, folks, before we start getting into it, we have got a lot of really, really fun stuff coming this month for Indie Month. We cannot wait to share it all with you. This is the big kickoff episode. This is uh, Indiana Jones celebration. We've got messages from a, a ton of our friends, people that we love, sending in thoughts on what their favorite Indiana Jones movie is. You guys are in for a heck of a ride here with this episode. But before we get into those and we start sharing those and listening to those with you, let's answer that very complicated question. Very hard, difficult question to answer. What is our favorite Indiana Jones movies? It's a simple question, but it's oh so difficult. Gabe, which which way is the wind blowing for you right now? What what's what's your favorite Indiana Jones movie right now? 
it's been fun trying to to work that all out because I think at first you kind of just like go with your gut and then you spend like a week making sure your gut is right <laughs> or do you believe your gut or do you need to listen to your brain man I think my initial gut reaction was Temple of Doom and I think after spending time thinking about it it's still Temple of Doom it's a tough one because I'm sure a lot of people who say Raiders is their favorite that, you know, point out that Raiders is practically a perfect movie. There's so much good stuff about Raiders. If you didn't have Raiders, you wouldn't have Temple of Doom. But there's just something about, I guess, my sensibilities and what I enjoy that Temple of Doom just speaks to me. And it's almost kind of like how I love Phantom Menace so much, too, where it's like Temple of Doom is in a way like its own little corner of of indie land because it's technically a prequel it doesn't have the stuff that the other ones have like there's no marion there's no sala there's no nazis there's no Brody. there's kind of it's its own little corner of indiana jones insanity and i think even uh with everything coming on disney plus like i was going through all the movies to see how they looked on disney plus and just watching the beginnings of them you know, I got to Temple of Doom and I practically watched the first hour of the movie because it just starts right out and it just doesn't stop. So, yeah, I think I have to go with Temple of Doom. I did the same thing when they came out on Disney Plus And, yeah, I love Temple of Doom so much. And it's so crazy how it is just such it's like the same kind of movie as Rares of the Lost Ark, but it's a completely different movie than Rares of the Lost Ark. We talked about this when we did our Temple of Doom episode. It's just, it's a different type of adventure than Raiders. Like, Raiders is still insane. Like, what? Like, we, we were saying that the, the first 10 minutes of the movie, literally a giant ball chases Indiana Jones. <laughs> the power of God melts Nazis' faces off yeah. at the end. Like, it begins and ends. Yeah, but. There's moments in Rares of the Lost Ark which are more grounded in some kind of real world where Temple of Doom just takes place in crazy land. No, because Temple of Doom starts just relentlessly with just gags and action and, and jokes and hijinks and all kinds of insanity. And then kind of instead of like chilling out in the middle, it turns into this evil demon fever dream where people are ripping out hearts and drinking blood and it's just like what am i even watching and then it turns into a literal roller coaster ride and you know explodes with water and there's the you know the bridge and it's all about saving children you know and making families happy even though people get their hearts ripped out of them i don't know it's just something wonderful and insane about that and maybe it is the thing you know where when we were kids it was on hbo or or whatever you know all the time but yeah i think it's just that's the one that if if i had my house is on fire in the and there were three or four indiana jones dvds and i could only grab one of them i would probably grab temple of doom it's funny you mentioned like yeah when we were kids because like i said before how I've only been listening to pretty much Indiana Jones music. I was driving around earlier this week and I was listening to the Temple of Doom score. And I was thinking about like how when we did our Return of the Jedi episode and we 
brought up again the idea that we're returning the Jedi people. And a lot of that is because of <laughs> the unique age we were when we saw Return of the Jedi. We were eight years old and we saw Return of the Jedi and it just hit us the hardest because we were literally the target audience for Return of the Jedi. But then you've got to think that then we were nine for Temple of Doom. And <laughs> if there was any movie for a nine-year-old to see in the theater in the summer of 1984, it was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Like that movie just hit us hard when we were like nine-year-old little kids in Muskegon, Michigan. Well, I still remember that was, I think, when there was the the like movie making of show on was that on Nickelodeon or whatever. And they would show movies like before they came out and there was, you know, I think there was stuff on Temple of Doom, wasn't there? And they were just talking about how gross it was and like showing how they made the, like the real bugs that they had and stuff. Like I can't remember if that was before or after the movie came out, but it was just like that would kind of went hand in hand with like, like with Star Wars, like being excited with how they made the movie and wanting to, you know, like, well, why does it look different in the behind the scenes? And it does when I see it at the theater and, and kind of that whole aspect of all of this too is, is very tied to temple of doom. I, I, I think I told this story in our temple of doom episode from a couple of years ago, but that summer, my mom got me a blue Indian Jones and the temple of doom t-shirt at JC Penny from Muskegon and I, my mission was I was going to wear it every day in the summer. Uh, yeah. And my mom, my mom got like, I, like they took it away cause they like had to wash it or something. And I was like, I didn't even want it washed. Cause I like in my head, I was like, I need to wear, I, this is the only shirt I want to wear all summer long. And I remember that like, I was, they, they were just like, we need to wash it. You can't wear it every day. And I was like, why can't I, yeah. you know, like little kid logic, like, I just want, this is the only shirt I want to wear. We should have bought seven of them. Well, we, we never saw Indiana Jones do laundry, so maybe you don't have to wash anything. I had the comic book adaptation. I just remember reading that like over and over and over again. I had like the junior novelization of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I had the, that was the lunchbox. I remember starting school whatever year that was, like, you know, 84, 85 school year, and I got it Meyer the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom lunchbox. And I was like, this is going to be a great year. I've got my <laughs> Temple of Doom lunchbox. And on the side of the lunchbox was Mola Ram holding the heart, but it was like cut off for his hand with the heart. And I remember thinking like, yeah, they can't show the heart because this is for kids. <laughs> and there was like a kid that lived down the street from me. And like his dad wouldn't let him go see Temple of Doom because he heard it was like really violent. And I was like, I saw it four times. <laughs> Temple of Doom, like, it's the thing we say, like, we're Return of the Jedi people, but we're also kind of Temple of Doom people. And it is one of those things when you stop and, and think about it, it's like, oh, okay, kind of makes sense why I'm so messed up, because I was like, <laughs> way, way too much Temple of Doom and Return of the Jedi. What, all movies aren't like Return of the Jedi and Temple of Doom? <laughs> These other movies are lame. <laughs> why, why would I want to watch any other movie ever when there's Return of the Jedi and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Okay, aside from all that Temple of Doom love, I have really special places in my heart for all of them, really, because this is a really difficult 
answer because, you know, like I said in our indie year episodes, I skipped school in junior high, had someone write a fake note, and I walked from my parents' house because I was, how old was I? I don't know, I was 13, couldn't drive yet, walked from my parents' house to the movie theater to see The Last Crusade because I had to see it opening day like a lunatic. And then when my whole family went to go see Last Crusade that weekend, I had to pretend like I never saw it. So yeah, really special memories of Last Crusade. But I've got to, if I have to pick a favorite, I've got, you know, it's cliche, but I've got to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I just do. Because Raiders of the Lost Ark, to me, is like a new hope. It's a masterpiece. It's a perfect movie rares the lost ark to me it's also like a new hope it's a movie that i have watched so many times that it's just like part of my dna there's no separating me and rares of the lost ark i can recite the whole thing backwards to front to back like like we were saying with temple of doom last crusade king of the crystal skull all really special memories with all of them but i even i put rares the lost ark on a shelf above all the other ones because I, I, I admire Raiders of Lost Ark and just what a per, like I said, what a perfectly made movie it is on every level from Spielberg's direction to the pace, the script to John Williams music, ILM's work with the special effects. It's just extremely talented, creative people just at the top of their game. And it's just like a lightning in a, in the bottle, just, perfect movie i'm such a fan of it but i'm also like constantly in awe of it well the thing with raiders that's so cool too is the fact that for how well it's made and everything you know coming together kind of almost perfectly just how kind of rough and raw it still is too where it's like you know you would think because everything worked out so well that it was like maybe this meticulously crafted thing, but it kind of feels like they were just having fun and, and just making a movie quick and dirty. And, and you can see it in Raiders. Like it's not overly polished and overly glossy, but that just adds to the whole aesthetic of it, that it's just this rugged, dusty adventure film that you just can't get enough of. And I think that, yeah, that's part of the whole appeal where we said in our episode from a couple years ago where both Lucas and Spielberg were coming from these giant, giant movies, which were like meticulously planned out. And their whole idea with Raiders was let's do it fast and dirty. Let's do And Spielberg says, let's do it like a TV show. Let's do just like a couple takes and let's go quick. And you can see that in the movie. There's just there's such a spirit of like spontaneity to it. And like Indiana Jones says in it, I don't know, I'm making this up as I go. And there's, yeah, there's just a real, just, I, th- I think that adds to the energy of that movie. Yeah, because there really is a an energy to that movie as far as like, it just whips along. Like you don't ever, it never slows down and you never feel like it slows down. Like you feel like you're just moving a, a million miles an hour with that movie. That's part of the reason, yeah, you can literally watch it and then watch it again. <laughs> right afterwards right and it's like you're you're ready to it's like a you know it's like the original star wars it's like a it's like a roller coaster ride and you're just you're ready to get back in line and, and go back through the ride every time i watch raiders of the lost ark and they get out of the well of souls 
in my head, I'm just thinking, oh, great. Now we get to the truck chase. And every single time I forget about Indy's fight with the big Nazi mechanic guy by the by the flying wing. And every single time I'm like, oh, yeah, we have this whole great fight. And then we get to the truck chase. And then the Nazis' faces melt off. Like, yeah. It's all my favorite stuff. My vote goes to Rares of the Lost Ark. Your vote goes Temple Doom. But listen, we got nothing but love for all the Indiana Jones movies. No, there are no wrong answers. <laughs> Even if you pick like Alan Quartermain in the Lost Cities of Gold or something, you're still, that's still okay. Jake Speed. <laughs> Treasure of the Four Crowns. You can pick any of it. You can listen. You can even pick Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Yeah, Romancing the Stone, I'll take it. Whatever. It's close enough. In the name of science, you go anywhere. No, do you? In the name of excitement, you'll try anything. Step on it! Because if adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. In the West End and all over London now. So you heard our thoughts on our personal favorite Indiana Jones movies right now. Ask us again next week. Could be a totally different thing. But we invited a bunch of our friends, like we said, to tell us what their favorite Indiana Jones movies are. Let's start with Charlotte from Sky Talkers. Here we go. Hey, Jason and Gabe. It's Charlotte from Sky Talkers. And I'm so excited that you're doing Indie Month. Indie year was so great, but we got to kick off the month of Dial of Destiny with a ton of amazing Blast Points content. I cannot wait to listen. I wanted to talk a little bit about my favorite Indiana Jones movie. It's funny because Caitlin and I have a Star Wars podcast, right? But just like you guys, I think a huge love of mine is Indiana Jones. And in a lot of ways, I would say Raiders of the Lost Ark is above Star Wars in my favorite movies. I've seen it more than any other movie. Every time it's on TV, it's on in our house. It, I don't have any memories of the first time I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. I felt like it was always on, I swear. I don't think I would be a Star Wars fan if I didn't love the Indiana Jones movies so much because it was a gateway for my mom to be like, oh, she likes these adventure movies and she likes Harrison Ford. She's going to like Star Wars. And that's why I'm in the Star Wars fandom today. And I owe it all to that. Actually, I obviously owe it all to my mom. But Raiders of the Lost Ark remains my favorite movie, probably of all time, like I said. It is constantly being quoted in my family, like literally constantly, to the point where we always do the <laughs> hand signal from the beginning of the movie constantly. Literally constantly, I can't even tell you. Just the most random quotes are always flying in our house. That and Jurassic Park, honestly. Spielberg is king in our house. A funny quick story. I feel like I have been watching the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular a ton in Disney MGM Studios back when I was a kid. We would, it was a must-do, must-see every time we went to that theme park when I was younger. And when I was around like 11 or 12, 
you know, they pick a couple of people from the audience to be extras in the Cairo scene. And I've always wanted to be picked. And instead, this time, my mom got picked. And I've never been more jealous in my life. But honestly, she deserved it. <laughs> I look back on that. I was honestly such a brat, like giving her such a hard time when you had to be actually 18 to do it because they were dealing with a ton of pyrotechnics and everything. But I didn't know that at the time. I found that out after. And she got whisked away, got to put on costumes and be a part of it. It was great. I have it all on video. And it's, it was a very cool experience and one that I'm sure if you're listening, you might have done, but I was so jealous and I just wanted to be part of it so bad. I still, to this day, I've seen that show way past when I turned 18 and I've never been picked as an extra. Maybe someday, fingers crossed, but uh, I was beyond jealous. I was like, this is my favorite movie. And honestly, it's my mom's too, as I've, as I've said. So she deserved it, but I was so jealous. I know that saying Raiders of the Lost Ark is your favorite Indiana Jones movie isn't the spiciest take. <laughs> And I'm I'm very aware of that, but I do think it's one of the best movies ever made, the most entertaining from start to finish. And every time I watch it, I feel like I'm watching it with new eyes from the sound design, the score, the directing, the action sequences. I think that truck sequence is one of the best action sequences of all time. And also the surprise of the supernatural that comes in. And I think that is a huge element of every single Indiana Jones movies. And something I think a lot of people forgot about when we were in the era of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was the first Indiana Jones movie I saw in the movie theater. Last year, actually, on my birthday, Caitlin and I went to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark at a theater here in New York City with some other Star Wars podcast listeners and Steven Spielberg Spielberg was there and got to introduce it, talk about it, talked a little bit about George Lucas. I'm such a super fan that I even went to the beach in Hawaii (laughs) that George and Steven thought about and verbalized the idea for Indiana Jones on that beach. It was very, it was like a sacred journey, (laughs) a pilgrimage, if you will. I'm so excited for Dial of Destiny. I know it's going to be constantly rewatched too and Indiana Jones forever. Oh my God, Charlotte, that was, that was great. That was epic. It doesn't get better than uh, having an Indiana Jones house. (laughs) Charlotte, if I'm ever at your house, I'm just going to go around the poison still fresh three days. <laughs> and also, told the story before, but I was picked for the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Like Charlotte was saying, you get whisked away. They put you in a little costume. And I my <laughs> I shook the guy playing Indiana Jones's hand, and I said, I'm a really big fan. And they warn you, like, yeah these pyrotechnics are going to go off and they're real fire. And I'm like, Oh, it's fine. It's Disney world. And they tell you to hide like behind this truck. And I'm like, Oh, this is no big deal. Literally when the pyrotechnics go off, I felt like my face was going to burst into flames. It was so hot. It, It may have killed you. And we're all just living in your, in your memories right now. That's, that's why. This all just keeps going. That's why there's been two more indie movies. I guess, no, one more since then. That was after Crystal Skull. So, yeah. Yeah. Because you did actually die, and we're all living in your dreams. Thank you again, Charlotte. That was wonderful. So now, let's hear from the other half of Sky Talkers, Caitlin. Let's hear her Indiana Jones story. Hello, Blast Points and Blast Points listeners. This is Caitlin from Sky Talkers, and I'm here to talk a little bit about my favorite Indiana Jones movie. 
My favorite Indiana Jones movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. If you've ever listened to Sky Talkers or know a little bit about Charlotte and I, you know that Charlotte was the one to introduce me to Star Wars. And that is also true for Indiana Jones. I feel like that's something we don't get to talk a lot about, but it was definitely <laughs> an all a, a Lucasfilm package <laughs> when we became friends of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And I immediately fell in love with it. I you know, it might have even been a faster love for Indiana Jones than it was for Star Wars now that I think back on it. Um, because as a kid, I was absolutely that little kid who was convinced they were going to be an archaeologist, um, specifically an Egyptologist. I was obsessed with ancient Egypt, was going to go to college for archaeology, then get my master's in Egyptology. It was it was a whole thing. To the point when I was 16 years old, my one of my birthday presents were tickets to, when I turned 16, there was the, the King Tukanaman exhibit, was returning from Egypt to the United States for the first time. And that was part of my present were tickets to the opening. Actually, the, the exhibit premiered in Atlanta, uh, which is where I live. And I got tickets to that and lectures from Egyptologists as well for my 16th birthday. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, when I first saw it as, you know, 12, 13, somewhere in that age range to be a movie about Egypt to take place in Egypt, I was like, this is everything. This is incredible. This is so cool. I wanted to be Indiana Jones. I thought it was so cool how he could be this like super smart professor and then go and actually find the stuff and then, you know, put it in a museum and talk about it. And I was like, that, that is exactly what I want to do. I want to talk about this stuff. I want to find it. And I want to, I want to put it in a museum and learn about it. I thought it was everything. And Indiana Jones is so smart. I think that's something I also really latched onto. Like that beginning scene in Raiders when, you know, he's talking about the staff of Ra and they're coming to him to find Abner and all of that. You know, he's talking about the mythology and where it comes from and its history and everything like that. I eat those kinds of scenes up. I love them so much. And hearing him talk about things like in ancient Egypt, for example, that I knew about, you know, like I knew who Ra was. <laughs> I knew the mythology behind that God in Egyptian mythology. And I was like, this is my guy. This is totally my guy. Anyway, so that's a big part of why I love Raiders. I think it holds such a special place in my heart as the introduction to this franchise and, you know, seeing Harrison Ford in this role. I just thought it was so cool. I really loved Marion too. She was kind of a completely different heroine uh, and so brash. You know, in a lot of ways, I think we can draw some comparisons to Leia from Star Wars too, but she... I don't know. There's just something about her that really stands out that makes you want to emulate her. And I don't know. It's something that I've always really loved about that film. I'll also say that I have a lot of really fond memories of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This came out when I was in high school and Charlotte and I weren't living in the same state. Well, she was living in a different country at the time. So it wasn't something that we got to see together. But I remember there was a movie theater across the street from my high school. And I remember walking over 
after school to go and see it when it came out with another another friend of mine uh, from high school and just being so excited to have this new chapter. It's very similar to kind of the Star Wars experience for me as someone who, you know, became a fan later when they weren't necessarily being shown in theaters and not having that first time experience in a movie theater. There's something so special about that. Uh, And I have such great memories now of that with the sequel trilogy, for example. So to have that experience with an Indiana Jones film uh, during my high school years, I just think was so cool. And I really ate it up. And I love Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I really do. And anyway, so I have really fond memories of, like I said, being able to see that in the theater and that theater experience with Indiana Jones. So to say that I'm excited for our next installment coming up so, so, so shortly would be a bit of an understatement. But I'm so excited to see this movie and to talk about it with everyone, to talk about it with you guys and to hear what everyone thinks and our favorite parts and everything like that. So thank you so much for letting me come on and talk a little bit about my love for Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, but really the entire franchise. Who are we kidding? (laughs) And yeah, I will be talking to you guys soon. Uh, I don't know if I should say, you know, I feel like in the Star Wars podcast world, we always say may the force be with you, but I don't know if there's really a good Indiana Jones sign off. Why did it have to be snakes? It belongs in a museum. Uh, Something like that. Something, something Indiana Jones. Can't wait to see the next movie. Bye, everyone. So good. That's great. Thank, thank you, Caitlin. What, what's, a, what's a good uh, Indiana Jones sign-off? What are you, 80? <laughs> Part-time. <laughs> did you ever Did you ever want to be an archaeologist, Gabe? No. I did. <laughs> I, no. I, I wanted to be a, uh, a herpetologist who studies lizards. I wanted to be a lizard scientist for a little while. There's no movies about lizard scientists other than, I guess... Maybe in Spider-Man, the the what Kirk Connors who becomes the lizard, but he was a high school science teacher, I think. So, yeah. So no, I didn't want to be a archaeologist. But it's so neat to hear the the love of Indiana Jones kind of being a, a the gateway drug to Star Wars because it's not something I always I ever think about. I think because as a kid I was into Star Wars first, but it makes so much sense of like. Hey, you like Indiana Jones? You might like this space version. You know, it works both ways, and it's it's just cool to 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 hear that, and also you know, see it's pretty much universal. If you if you love one, you're gonna love the other because really, yeah, they're you know we talk about it all the time. They're the the Lucasfilm cousins in Indian Star Wars. It's the same family. All right, so let's hear from our friend Patrick from the George Lucas Talk Show. Let's hear what Patrick has to say. Hi, Jason and Gabe. It's Patrick Cotton from the George Lucas Talk Show. How are you? So we're talking Indiana Jones. We're talking what movie's our favorite Indiana Jones movie. And I really think there's only one answer. Uh, and it's Last Crusade. We all know it's Last Crusade. We know that's the best one. We know it's the funniest. We know it's the uh, most exciting one, even. Uh, people are going to get angry at that. Um, I pretty much like all of them. Um I I think I would go three one four two in my ranking, uh, but Last Crusade it, it makes me laugh so much. It's got so many crazy set pieces and the the cut with the uh, the Marcus cut when he's lost in Cairo after the big long Indiana speech is just maybe one of the peaks of comedy in movies. 
Um, Connor Ratliff, who I do the George Lucas talk show with, he plays George, uh, calls it Frasier with Nazis. Um, and I think that's probably why I like it. Not, not for the Nazi part, but for the Frasier part. I love Frasier. Uh, and I think it's probably the best description of that movie. It's just a silly, fun romp with, uh, all your old friends, you know, all your friends come back. We have more Marcus, we get more Sala, we get more Indy, you know, and it's great. It's the best. It will never be topped. Uh, Last Crusade forever, but also Crystal Skull's pretty good. Bye. Oh, man. I'm so happy we got a uh, Last Crusade fan chiming in here. I'm keeping track. We've got, including me, three now for Raiders, one for Temple of Doom, and one Last Crusade. And there's no, there's no wrong answers. Last Crusade's a great time. It's a party. Last Crusade, it's, it, you know, Last Crusade, it's very cozy. You know what I like about Last Crusade? I like the colors in Last Crusade. It's got a good look to it. I'm kind of sad that of the of the I did miss Last Crusade in the theater because the you know the the theater by me was showing all four and it happened and I missed Last Crusade and I'm kind of bummed but I've seen Last Crusade in the theater not too long ago five or six years ago I think that was in the theaters again but yeah that's a good one too they're all so good they really are he said there's no wrong answer there's zero wrong answer so let's hear from Triad of the Force, Gustavo from Triad of the Force. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey, everybody. It's Goose from Triad of the Force, and I'm here to talk about what else but Indiana Jones. Isn't everybody excited to see this movie? I know I am. I've been thrilled about this ever since it was announced, and it's insane to think that now it's here in less than a month. That's wild to think of. It just makes me feel like, a Star like it's a Star Wars release in a way. It's like that excitement of like seeing something again on the big screen. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that both Star Wars and Indiana Jones have. It's magic and it's meant to be seen on the big screen. And there's something special about a release to like just go to the movie theater with your friends, with your family, and see these movies for the first time. And now here reminiscing about Indiana Jones, all I can think about all of a sudden is. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I know is controversial, but I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people say it is. I actually think it's one of the superior Indiana Jones films, uh, at least in my mind, better than Temple of Doom. But we can talk about that and debate that later. But Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is definitely a very special movie to me because it came out in 2008 and, you know, it was a prime time for me as, you know, I was a young person back then and I had been seeing all the Indiana Jones films up until then on TV, on USA or TNT, one of those, one of those channels that they always did the reruns on. So I would always watch it with my family. So definitely grew up with Indiana Jones watching Last Crusade and Raiders of the Lost Ark specifically. Like those movies were very important and formative uh, for me as a young person growing up. But always saw them on TV, so I didn't know what it was like to experience Indiana Jones on the big screen until Kingdom of the Crystals Call uh, premiered, and I got to see it with my dad. We always went to the movie theater on Sunday, so it was very special to see one of these movies that we always shared on TV on the big screen. So despite what anyone can say about Kingdom of the Crystals Call, it allowed me to finally see an Indiana Jones movie on the big screen, and it was 
almost everything that I wanted it to be. And it was really special experience. So now with Dial of Destiny, I'm kind of back in that mindset of going back to the movie theater and experiencing Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones on the big screen in, you know, in all its glory. Definitely excited for that. But one of the beautiful things of having Dial of Destiny come out soon is going back and re-experiencing all these indie films because, you know, my girlfriend hadn't seen uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or The Last Crusade. So it was a wonderful opportunity, especially now the movies are out in 4K, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos on Disney+. Plus. It's a great moment to kind of go back and re-watch these films and rediscover why they're important. And it's really cool to kind of have you know, having see them for the first time with new eyes, because, you know, we know what those movies are about. We've seen them a thousand times. So we're always re-experiencing it. But there's always that one magical moment of seeing something for the first time. And she was seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time. And to kind of see how that movie kind of resonated with her and like saying her saying some of the same things that I felt when I watched it growing up was very, very, very thrilling. We haven't watched last, we haven't rewatched Last Crusade yet, but it's definitely on the agenda. But yeah, Raiders and Last Crusade are two very special movies, especially Last Crusade. It's a movie that is very close to my heart. I'm a sucker for father-son films and seeing that dynamic between Sean Connery and Harrison Ford is always going to be special. It's always something that's going to, you know, pull up the heartstrings, especially the end. When Sean Connery just says, like, let it go is one of the most impactful moments, at least to me. And to kind of see that it's not about the treasures that we seek, because we already have those treasures. It's it's us. Uh, it's a community we make. It's the friends that we have. It's the family that we share. So, you know, Indiana Jones is wonderful. And I'm so, so, so excited for Dial of Destiny. And I hope that all of you are as well, because it's going to be a very fun ride. Uh, but yeah, that'll be it for today. Just keeping it uh, short and simple. Thanks for Blast Points and Jason and Gay for inviting me to talk a little bit about this film that us and everybody in the world loves. So hope to catch everyone at the cinema for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm chalking that up for a win for Crystal Skull. Yeah, I'm 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 hearing that as as Crystal Skull is number one and Raiders and uh, Last Crusade are, were number two. So, yeah, let's give one to Crystal Skull. Let's 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 give a vote to King with a Crystal Skull. And we're now at two people who've put Temple of Doom at the bottom. Well, you know. <laughs> so, okay, so let's let's fix that now. Here's a message from our friend Savannah from the Dorky Diva show. Let's hear what Savannah has to say. Hi, Jason and Gabe. This is Savannah, and I'm so excited to talk about why. The Temple of Doom is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Um, I love this movie for so many reasons, but the first one that comes to mind is the very beginning of the movie, the opening scene with Anything Goes. What a way to kick off a movie and really set the tone for how much fun you're going to have on this adventure. I also just love the thought of you know, all these young guys uh, who loved Raiders of the Lost Ark when it was originally released in theaters, really excited to go see the sequel. And then they sit down in the theater and they are met with this musical number in the opening of the movie. I just would have loved to witness that in reality. Um, but I was not even born back then. So the truth is, I did not experience Indiana Jones until much 
after it was released in theaters. But I really don't remember a time when Indiana Jones wasn't in my life. I grew up on the movies. My mom loves them. My older brother loves them. And when I watched these movies as a kid, I really resonated with Temple of Doom because I loved Short Round so much. I think everybody loves him. You can't not like Short Round. And he was such a sweet hero to me and such a highlight in the movie. I love his attitude. I love his humor. I love everything about him. He is the perfect sidekick to Indiana Jones. So he is a huge reason why I love Temple of Doom. And then I also, very hot take, I actually love Willie Scott. And, you know, I love Marion. A lot of people love Marion, and that is their, like, indie girl of choice. But I really appreciate Willie Scott because Willie Scott is me. She is worried about cracking her nail. She is worried about the snakes in the jungle. She is terrified of everything. She doesn't like bugs. That is me. The inner diva of myself is shown in Willie Scott, and I appreciate everything about her in the movie and the comedic relief that she provides. So I love her. A lot of people find her annoying, but I think that she's great and she represents who I am. And there's no way I'd be joining Indy on these adventures and just like down for everything. I'd be screaming every five seconds too. So I relate to her. Um, Another thing that I really like about this movie, and I feel like a lot of people who are listening to Blast Points right now can relate to this, but I love the the behind-the-scenes documentaries for Indiana Jones, and I remember watching them a lot when I was younger, and there was one specific part that always made me laugh, and it was from Robert Watts, and he was talking about how, you know, the big, giant vampire bats flying around are not actually vampire bats. They're fruit bats because vampire bats, bats are very small. And I don't know, I just think that line is so funny when he says it in the documentary. And if you've seen it and you remember that part, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I actually got to meet Robert Watts at Celebration 6. And instead of having him sign like his name with like his credits for Star Wars, I actually had him write out that line from the documentary on the 8x10 that he was signing for me because I just love that part. So Temple of Doom is so special to me for so many reasons, but I love Short Round. I love Willie Scott. Harrison Ford is in his prime in this movie. He looks so good and he's so great as Indy. And I just have so many good memories watching this with my brother and just like enjoying the whole thing. And last year for Christmas, actually, um, my friends Charlotte and Caitlin got me uh, for my Christmas gift. They got me an original theatrical release poster of Temple of Doom from Egypt. So all of the writing is in Arabic and it is just gorgeous. And it's definitely one of the most amazing and thoughtful gifts I've ever received in my life. And I just love that I have this huge poster in my home proclaiming my love for Temple of Doom. But love the movie. I also love you guys at Blast Points. Um, And I'm so excited for The Dial of Destiny. Oh my God. There was so much. Savannah, thank you so much. There was so much in that. Oh, so good. And, you know, there's no wrong answers, but as of right now, there's been only two right answers. <laughs> it's another vote for Temple of Doom. <laughs> we have a special vote for an autographed picture of Robert Watts with the line from the making of Temple of Doom DVD documentary. 
Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears. Let's visit in with our old friend, Lee Whitaker. Who's Lee Whitaker? Well, if you listen to the episode, you know Lee Whitaker is Luke Skywalker from the George Lucas Super Live Adventure. One of our best episodes ever when we talk to Lee. We love Lee Whitaker. Yeah. If you've never listened to that episode, there's there's only one way to make it right. And that's to go listen to that episode. So, all right. Here you go. What's Lee's favorite Indiana Jones movie? Here we go. Hey, Jason and Gabe. Uh, uh, thanks for asking my opinion on what I felt was my, I don't know, favorite Indiana Jones movie. Uh, to me, I, I would say it's obviously the first one, just like everybody else. Uh, it's just really, it was kind of the first time you saw a hero that was the anti-hero. And always found himself in situations that uh, inadvertently got into and inadvertently also got out of, uh, like the sword in the alley scene. You know, he had the gun. He shot the guy. But in most of the time in all of Indiana Jones films, you always see him get in a situation where luck always got him out of it. And I, I think that's what connected me the most with the 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 franchise was this character. Um, but I think maybe overall my favorite Indiana Jones film might have been the third one, The Last Crusade, uh, not just because a uh, huge Sean Connery fan, which I am, uh, but I think it was the father and son relationship. And uh, at least from my perspective, you know, once you get into that father son relationship, I, I didn't have a great father son relationship growing up. So seeing that I could relate to it quite a bit. Uh, the relationship and then how the softness of the father came around towards the end. You saw how much he loved his son and uh, how that played out, which also goes back to, you know, Star Wars and, and Darth Vader and Empire Strikes Back when he's like, he's my father and all this other stuff. And you see these kind of these characters play out like that into to their their franchises. And and I just think for for me, it's a, another way to completely connect with a story, connect with the material and the fantasy of filmmaking. And I think that's what it ultimately is about. Um, we go to the movies because we want to get lost in this world. But even when we get lost in this world, is it relatable? Can I relate to these characters or the situation? And to me, the Indiana Jones um, franchise was something that, you know, it, it wasn't untouchable. Because he was a history teacher, you know, because he was a son, his father, you know, he didn't have a great connection with or, or relationship with, even though his father always loved him, you know. So I, I think that's probably why uh, the third of the series is my favorite, uh, The Last Crusade. I can't wait for this new one to come out. I'm super excited about it, uh, as well as I'm sure everyone else. Um, definitely been a fan of Harrison Ford's since star wars and have followed and watched everything he's done and uh he just seems like a, a really good dude anyways guys thanks for taking uh, the time thanks for listening to my uh pennies of thoughts and um hope you guys are good Jason. oh man so great the wonderful lee whitaker the, the legend really though he truly is you know we're not joking he is a legend legendary mythical at this point <laughs> luke skywalker from the george lucas super live adventure you know and it's funny well first of all thank you so much lee and second at first 
I chalked another one up for Rares of the Lost Ark when he was talking. But then, like, when he started talking about Raiders, it, it shifted where he's like, no, you know, my favorite is Last Crusade. So now we got Raiders at three, Temple of Doom at two, Last Crusade at two, and King of the Crystal Skull at one. But really, this could go any way. I know. You know I, I would have thought we would have been at, yeah, like all, all Raiders at this point. So this is heating up. This is a way, way more uh, tense than I thought it was going to be. Up next, we got Nick Tierce. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know this could go any direction. <laughs> yeah. so our, our good friend Nick Tierce, Disney mastermind, living legend, Nick Tierce. So let's hear what he has to say. Hello, fellow adventurers. It's your old pal, Nick Tierce. And I've just received an urgent telegram from Blast Point's headquarters asking me a perilous question. What is my favorite Indiana Jones movie and why? Thank God, that's a question that will require gazing deep into the well of my own soul, and I intend to answer it in the spirit in which it was asked. That means a movie. No cheeky answering with a young Indiana Jones Chronicles episode or the Eye on the Globe Q film from the Indiana Jones adventure. That would dishonor the prompt. And if I'm making it up as I go, my gut says one thing loud and clear. If adventure has a title, it must be Raiders of the Lost Ark perhaps a perfect movie but why raiders other movies have its breathless pace its serial sense of adventure its snappy dialogue but there's something else and to put my finger on it i'm going to need to go on a textual raid of my own thankfully i've recently uncovered an archival recording that i think will help point the way let's see if i can cue it up here ah there we go eyes of course the eyes how could i have missed it indiana jones he starts the story as a total skeptic an academic dispassionately interested in the historical significance of the items he collects in a literalist materialistic way totally dismissing the villain's supernatural suspicions about the ark but by the end of the story, when he's strapped to that pole in a conspicuously inactive position for the hero at the climax of his adventure, he chooses not to look into the Ark. By not acting, he affirms the power of the object about which he began a skeptic. So many of our myths are cautionary tales about heroes seeing something they should not have seen, transgressing boundaries of nature. But here, Indy is a hero because he keeps his eyes shut. His inaction is, ironically, an act of faith and a beautifully subtle conclusion of his arc. That's A-R-C, not A-R-K. And that is why Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. It transcends its serial roots to offer a nuanced expression of character growth and thematic reinforcement. In that way, for me, Raiders still stands alone. And if Indy's adventures can't offer that, then I want them to be as goofy as humanly possible. I'm talking Marvel Comics, whipping a cigarette out of a student's mouth for target practice level of shenanigans. Thanks for the prompt, fellow adventurers. This is Nick Tierce signing off, and I swear I didn't hide anything in this message. Oh, thank you, Nick. What a great observation, too. What, I mean, what an incredible message. Mind-blowing, but also, too, did, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. 
Yeah. And it may, and it kind of makes Temple of Doom not make any sense. <laughs> well, because it's kind of like by Raiders, he doesn't believe any of that stuff, even though a few years earlier he saw a man get his heart ripped out of his chest. Here's always kind of been my theory on that. When he drank the blood of Kali and was in the trance, how much of Temple of Doom does he remember? <laughs> That's true the blood of kali clears your memory so yeah that's true yeah he might remember getting to pancock palace he might remember getting out he might remember the stones but he not he might not remember anything else in there it's true because by the end you know when the stone gets hot it might have just been it's been in the sun it's like my cell phone it's so hot it's literally it's a hot potato but oh so good thank you nick thank you thank you so let's move over to our friend Silver from Star Wars Thrifting. You know her. You love her. She did 20 days of celebration live streams with us. Yeah. Silver was yeah. getting up at two in the morning or something insane to talk about Ahsoka previews and who knows what else with us. She's a champ. Let's hear from Silver. Okay. So my favorite Indiana Jones movie definitely is The Last Crusade mainly because it was my introduction to the Indiana Jones franchise. And I remember being at my grandparents' house watching this um, this movie. Uh, my grandfather, who uh, spoke Spanish, really loved watching American movies. And the only way for him to watch it and understand it would be if they were dubbed in Spanish. And I remember this playing on one of those um, Spanish channels he watched, but the uh, movie was dubbed in Spanish. So that was my first introduction to Indiana Jones, which is fun. Um but late, I just remember even being so captivated, even like just really being really young just because of the action sequences that this movie had. Um, so, again, that will always have a soft spot for me just because I have that little memory with my grandfather being at my grandparents' house watching this fun movie on a Saturday afternoon. Um, it wasn't until later that I became a big Star Wars fan and wanted to revisit anything Lucasfilm had touched, you know, or responsible for. So um, after watching Indiana Jones as a, the trilogy as a whole, love the, you know, I loved these movies, um, but I always just had a soft spot for The Last Crusade. And I just honestly can really just say, um, I just think it has probably one of the best openings, prologue of, the um, movies for me and I just love the fact that we got a fun little quick backstory um, we have a great hat and whip origin story and we even got a peek into Indy's relationship with his father which we eventually will see throughout play throughout the entire movie and definitely one of my favorite parts of the movie is Sean Connery and Harrison Ford playing father and son I every time I think of two actors who have great chemistry I always come back to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I mean, the fact that these two actors aren't even, don't have a big age gap, but you believe that they're father and son just shows just how incredible and magical <laughs> this relationship is played before our eyes. And I just have so much fun watching this movie. I think this movie has probably like my top tier action sequences. Um, and honestly, I think... What I find so interesting is how our hero is just battling like this inner turmoil because of his fractured relationship with his dad. And as much as they're 
searching for the Holy Grail, I think Indiana Jones Ultimate Quest is just finding that reconciliation and just reconnecting with his dad. And, you know, I I think it's so, I mean, just so perfect and good. Um, it's great. And speaking of the Holy Grail, I think my favorite John Williams theme is in this movie. Um, and it's the Holy Grail theme. And I think it's probably the best Indiana Jones theme in the franchise, um, personally for me. But yeah, I think the action is just top tier. Uh, this movie has a lot of heart. And I just think it's just a great ending for what we thought was just going to be the end of these stories. Um, happy that we're getting more. Um, but yeah, I just really adore this movie and has definitely the most scary sequence in Indiana Jones movie. That mummy sequence still terrifies me to this day. Um, but yeah, so Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, definitely my favorite. I just want to watch Last Crusade right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my god. Yeah. It's so good. Thank you, Silver. I love the story with the grandpa watching it dubbed in Spanish. I love that so much. That's so cool. Well, yeah, another vote for Last Crusade. I know. Last Last Crusade is is uh crawling up the pack here. So I think next we can talk to Oh wait. Oh my god. Wait, what what's going on? We're not even we're not even talking about the cantina. There's no rubber mask aliens going on. I don't know, but I don't know what's going on, but I, I should pick up the phone here. Hey everybody, this is Tom from Tom Spina Designs and Regal Robot. And it's really hard to pick my favorite indie film. It's really not that hard to pick my favorite indie film. Now that I've said that out loud, I've, I've, I've lied to you already. My favorite indie film is the first film. I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark is not only uh, my favorite of the bunch to watch, but it is an absolutely perfect film that encapsulates uh, itself wonderfully. It agrees with itself the entire way through. It knows how far to push its own humor and never really strays from what it is meant to be. Um, that said, the reason that I was so confused up front is that Temple of Doom has this really special place in my heart because HBO played it about 6 billion times the summer that they had it out. And I watched it 5.9 billion of those times. Um, and for a long time, it was Indiana Jones for me because the other one wasn't playing regularly. And so that's what I was watching. Um, and, uh, I will also just add that, um, Seeing The Last Crusade uh, with my father was also a really kind of special moment. He and I went alone to to see the movie, uh, and we saw it at the the local drive-in here on Long Island. And uh, it was a, just a really, really great memory of mine. And it, it's something where you know, he's no longer around, but when I watch the movie now, I, I did not appreciate the true father-son nature of the movie the first time I saw it back in 1989 when I was, you know, just a... a uh, a wee high schooler, um, but it it certainly resonates now. And having that uh, memory of initially seeing it with him uh, helps make that movie really special to me too. So maybe that's a cop out because I've picked three of them. But I'll go back and say yes, Raiders for sure, my favorite, perfect film. Final answer. Oh wait, but yeah, all right, thanks, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> we got to keep moving here. We got to keep going. That's another vote for Raiders of the Lost Ark. I kind of feel like watching Raiders now, too. I might just have to watch all four when we're done with this. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to our friend Tori Fox, Sice Noodles super fan number one. You know her, you love her. Here we go. Here's Tori's favorite Indiana Jones. Hi there, Blast Points. It's Tori Fox, a.k.a. The Mandatorian, and I am here to tell you about why I love The Last Crusade so, so much and why it's possibly one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, It has been really, truly very formative for me. I probably spent about three to four years in middle school watching this movie almost exclusively. Um, I think there are many reasons for this. Uh, I grew up Catholic, and while in my adult life I don't necessarily consider myself to be very religious, I still do find myself very fascinated and interested in the religious themes and undertones, um, kind of the religious aesthetic of it all, love a good aesthetic, and um, also just the kind of religious lore of it all with the Holy Grail, you know, the stuff of legends. Um, For me also, this movie holds a lot of bests. Like I do consider it to be maybe one of the best openings for me personally. I really enjoy um, the young indie scenes and it is home to my favorite uh, quote of all time, which is you lost today, kid, but it doesn't mean you have to like it. That leading into that incredible uh, moment of, you know, Indy getting the hat for the first time and then it kind of cutting to him as an adult wearing the hat, getting punched in the face on the boat in the rain. Um, that to me, like that, that's cinema like that is that alone is just so, so good. Like the rest of the movie, which I mean, the rest of the movie is great, but it could be awful after that. And it's fine because that is just just gorgeous. <laughs> um This movie has so much going for it. You know, it's got that really good father-son dynamic. It's got some incredible gags and just really funny moments. You know, the X marks the spot stamp gag and and no ticket. No ticket is peak comedy. I mean, come on. (laughs) Um, All of that, you know, leading to this amazing ending of... You know, uh, Harrison Ford, I think, is so good at playing characters who might be a little, little skeptical or a little, you know unsure and and him kind of going into this and then having this mission kind of transform into the the high stakes of saving his father at the end is it's just it's just so good um the score at the end is lovely and then for me another best I think the all of the guys running off into the sunset on their horses is just a beautiful just a beautiful way to end uh that movie and for the time that series of movies just gorgeous through and through. Um, I am so excited for more indie. Uh, I think for me, a big thing with these movies is I, I, it's kind of about how I feel when I'm done with it. And every indie ending for me has just makes you feel excited, hopeful, ready to take on your own adventure. And I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm confident that Dial of Destiny will feel the same way. So I'm excited to, uh, hear how everyone feels about that one. So Bye. Thanks. Oh, man. Thanks, Tori. Another one for Last Crusade. I'm starting to feel like I made the wrong choice. <laughs> Not really, but kind of. They're all so good. They really are. We got, we just got a few more left, but I think that's what we're, what we're learning here. I think that's the moral of the story. Okay, let's shift things over to Neil. Let's hear what Neil has to say. Gabe, hi, Blast Points. Um, this is Niall Gillen here. Thank you so much for asking for my input for your indie episode 100% indie and The Last Crusade. I think it's just such a pure distillation of 
pure George Lucas brain with the big set pieces, but with it being such a character-focused and character-driven movie. Everything really comes back to the kind of paternal relationship and Lee and his dad. Um, it reminds me of always watching it um, when I was younger with my dad, and it has such a kind of special place in my heart. But to me, personally, I love it, and I think I'll watch it right now. Um, thanks, guys. Love your show, as always. Bye. Last Crusade. Last Crusade is now tied with Rare as the Lost Ark. I did not see that coming. I didn't either, because it's what's funny to me is for the longest time, it seemed like Last Crusade was like the one people didn't like. And maybe that was just people we knew. Maybe we just know weirdos, because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was, yeah, but, you know, it's really neat to see how many people that one is their favorite, and I get it. And so many emotional stories for Last Crusade. But, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's the first indie movie that was emotional, where it is about a parent-child relationship. And, you know, if you watch that movie, you know, with your dad, like, I could see that being being a thing where, you know, you <laughs> unless you watch Temple of Doom with uh, your uh, local cult leader, you know, it's like, oh, I remember I saw it with my cult leader and we drank blood afterwards and I have all these warm feelings. <laughs> so it kind of, you know, it makes sense. Last Crusade's different. I watched King with Crystal Skull with some rockabilly kid that lives down the street from me that kept calling me Daddy-O, you know? <laughs> I, I got abduct, abducted by aliens and they took me to the drive-in. Interdimensional beings. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I want to know. Tell me. I'm ready. I want to know. So, all right, let's mix it up let's listen to our friend charlie from imperial senate podcast let's hear charlie's point of view hey blast point it's charlie from the imperial senate podcast um, my favorite indiana jones movie has to be the last crusade i mean talk about a film that just encapsulates everything that i love about that franchise i mean as a kid growing up i you know treasured the Every moment I got to watch a film with my dad and he would always introduce me to the films that he grew up with, the ones that he loved. And among those films, of course, was Star Wars and James Bond, you know, being a Brit. And India Jones, one of those films, franchises that you get to watch and you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. This person's from that and that person's from that. And I was also a big history dork. So for me that film was sort of like the perfect combination of everything I loved. You got to see, you know, Sean Connery as Henry Jones Sr. You got to see young Indy, like where, where he started off and why he felt compelled to do what he had to do. But I think ultimately, despite, you know, the, the great setting and the fun and the, you know, the fighting, which is just a great, great scene. The, the scene with the tank going over is just incredible. For me, that the core of that film is the the father son bond between both Henrys, um, and that you know brought me close to my dad a lot of ways, and we still watch it every now and again. He just you know it just brings you back to where you were being a kid watching those films. It's arguably I think got maybe the best score of the franchise as well. There's a lot of great tracks. Um, a lot of great comedy. I mean, it doesn't matter 
how many times I watch it. And I think recently as well, it keeps popping up on Instagram a lot, which is pretty fun, which is the the great sequence with um, Indy talking about Brody and how, you know, he long, hopefully now he's long gone and it has that perfect cut to Brody in the market, just completely confused, not knowing what anyone's saying. It's just peak comedy and just brilliant writing. Um, but the father and son storyline is just, yeah, the best. And I think ultimately it's the most rewarding film in terms of the ending. Like, of course, obviously Temple of Doom is great because the kids get to go back and, you know, Indy gives the, um, the relics back to the village where it belongs. And the first film obviously has the sort of, um, you know, the US government getting this ancient relic is twofold situation, but I feel like the you know the morals of you know immortality and mortality like mortality life is precious and we should just take it for what it's worth and we don't need the immortality. It's what we do with the life we're given. That's a very important theme, and I think it's a beautiful. You know, it, it just it just beautifully ties in, you know, the Holy Grail storyline to Indy, his dad, and learning to forgive and move forward. And I think that's just beautiful, beautiful storytelling. And even though I love Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I think it's a great ending shot, that third film. And I think, you know, it just never gets old. It just never gets old for me. Um, I know that it's just difficult to sort of, digest and process it but it just really is a great movie and i remember last year at celebration on the way home from california i was like well, how do i i've got so many feelings right now how do i break this down like do i try and watch a star wars film no i can't because that's you know it's too raw still i'm gonna feel loads of emotions do i watch another film and i really couldn't work out what to do and it just clicked, and on the menu, Last Crusade was on there, and I think that did a really good job at <laughs> filling me up emotionally. And I learned how to let go of those feelings and embrace what I had in front of me, and take those memories forward. So yeah, Last Crusade has to be my favorite Indiana Jones movie. But between us, don't don't tell anyone, but they're all good. Cheers, guys. That was great. Thank you, Charlie. You know, Last Crusade is now pulling ahead by one point which is shocking but i you know what i love with this and this has kind of surprised me with all these wonderful messages people have sent in it's almost like talking about your favorite indiana jones movie it's like i feel like like people are we're going through like therapy like people are like it's like lots of people talking about their own personal feelings which is really surprising to me but it's really great well that just goes to why these movies are timeless why so many people love these movies why people are going nuts that there's a new one coming out that indiana jones is you know on the surface he's a grave robber or you know like he's you think he's one thing and by the third movie it's it's a totally different thing and yeah it, it sucks you in and and you get a little emotional well let's wrap it up with our friend travis from force time podcast we were last about a year ago. We were riding Indiana Jones Adventure with Travis and his wonderful daughter. So let's hear what Travis has to say. 
Hey, Jason and Gabe, it's Travis from Force Time, and I am so excited for Indie Month. I can't believe Dial of Destiny is almost here. We are so, so close, and I am so excited for Indie Month. Picking a favorite Indiana Jones movie is a lot to me like having to pick a favorite child, and my answer is normally... Whichever movie I'm watching right now, whichever Indiana Jones movie I have on, the the whole series just has that unique ability to transport you back to being a child, watching all those movies, and also at the same time feeling like those movies could be made today. And it's just so, so hard to pick. But if I had to pick one, I have to say Raiders. Raiders is really special to me. It was the first Indiana Jones movie that I watched. And it just holds an extra special place in my heart. I watched it on my grandma's RCA Selectivision video disc player. And it was the same way that I watched all the original Star Wars movies. And it just takes me back to that time. To me, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a masterpiece. I just, I think it's perfect in every way. I, it's one of those movies I can literally watch every single day for the rest of my life. From the opening scene with Indy stealing the fertility idol I, I just, that scene in itself, I think is one of the best scenes in movie history. The way Andy, when he rubs his chin and he looks at the fertility idol and he's trying to figure out exactly how he's going to do this. He measures at the sand, tries to get the perfect amount, switches it. You think he's okay for a second. And then the entire movie is on. I mean, it is on from that moment and it's just nonstop action. And I think the pacing is just so good going from quiet scene to action scene to really short quiet scene to another action scene and it just doesn't let up the entire time and the innovation that it took for a lot of those chase scenes and a lot of those special effects that they that they threw in was just incredible for 1981 let alone today and it's like every single scene is trying to top what just came before it. And it just keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, the Well of Souls scene, when the sun comes through, they find the Ark. Incredible. The end scene, when the Nazis and Belloc's face <laughs> melt off, was, I remember just being completely scared <laughs> as a child watching that. And looking back on it, it's just, it's that, it's just so iconic overall. And I'm just, I'm always thankful for Indiana Jones and what it's done really for everything that's come after it. Because as we know, these movies were inspired so heavily by, by the serials of the 30s and the 40s. And then it took the inspiration from those and it inspired another generation to make these movies and these stories. And you think about what we have today with, I think a lot about Solo, a Star Wars story, and how much that is so much like Raiders of the Lost Ark, even The Mandalorian. And then another Star Wars influence with Dr. Aphra. My favorite Star Wars comic was directly in influenced by Indiana Jones. And I'm just really thankful for Indy. I'm really glad Dial of Destiny is so close because I'm so ready to see Harrison Ford back on the big screen. I'm so excited to see all these characters, all these new characters, and to see this final adventure with him. So thank you, Jason and Gabe, for having me share my piece on Indy. I could literally talk about every single one of these movies for hours. They're all so good. 
and I am just really, really excited for ending month. So thanks again. Can't wait to see what's in store. Wow. Thanks, Travis. It's a tie, isn't it? It's a tie, folks. It is a tie. Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade both tied at six. Temple of Doom at two. And good old Kingdom of the Crystal Skull right there with one. Well, you know, if Raiders and Last Crusade are tied, then we can just take them off the board and then Temple of Doom wins with two. (laughs) I'm sure Savannah will agree with me on that one. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Indy, over here. Indiana Jones at your service, Toad. Ah! (laughs) Indiana Jones and other action figures new from Raiders of the Lost Ark collection, each sold separately. Watch him, Kyber, swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Nice! All downhill from here, swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo Swordsman action figures each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark collection, new from Kenner. everybody apple podcast reviews listen we haven't had one in a while it's getting weird i'm starting to think maybe it doesn't work anymore so prove to us that it does work and people can leave us a new apple podcast review if you listen on something apple you listen on apple Podcasts, go write something nice we love reading them it helps more people find blast points and if you listen on spotify leave us a five-star review there too and check out our website blastpointspodcast.com And we're going to be reposting our Indie Year episodes, but if you can't wait for that, you can use the handy search feature and find those episodes right away if you want to listen to them. And make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're in our Super Chill group. And if you want to support the show a different way, you got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. Where the last thing we had on there was a Mandalorian commentary for the first two episodes. Eventually, sometime this month, we're going to get to the next two episodes, hopefully, probably. And we have commentaries on there, too, for Crystal Skull, Raiders, and Temple of Doom. But we don't have a Last Crusade commentary. (laughs) I know. So at some point in the near future, we we will rectify that. Because, yeah, if anything... I'm ready to watch Last Crusade again. Let's do it. And if you are a member of the Blast Points Army, thank you so, 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 so very much for your support. And before we go, we got to give a quick update on an Indie Month giveaway. We have got a selection of Indiana Jones pins and stickers from our good friends at Nerd Matters, those maniacs or maniac at nerd matters so if you want a super cool nerd matters indiana jones pin or sticker 
here's what you got to do. Send in a voice recording on your phone of you saying any line from an Indiana Jones movie that is not said by Indiana Jones. It can be Belloc, could be Marion, could be Dr. Elsa Schneider, Tote, Mac. Please give us a good Mac line. <laughs> Irina Spalko, Stalin's fair haired girl. Pick your favorite line, which is not a line said by Indiana Jones. Send it to us at contact at blastpoints.com. And every week going forward, we're going to play one that we like the best. Maybe we'll play all of them. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But every week there's going to be a winner of a wonderful Nerd Matters Indiana Jones prize. But that about wraps up number 361. Big kickoff to Indie Month here. Lots of fun stuff coming this month with Indie Month. Next week is going to be really fun. We're going to be joined by someone talking about, guess what, Indiana Jones. So, Yeah, if you can't guess, if you pick Indiana Jones, you're probably going to be right. So until then, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Goes. Henry Jones.